Now, that's what I learned about rape and sociology, uh, that it's not a sexual act. It is a, a violent act. Yes. Uh, distinctly violent. In fact, uh, sexual, it, 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 it isn't about sexual desire at all. So when you think about it, if you're feeling sexual desire, does that mean that it's a, is that a defense against rape? No. Just get it out of your head. <laughs> Killing this one before. From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. A corporate lawyer who survived an attempted suicide has been charged with fraud because he confessed to running a Ponzi scheme in his suicide note. Respondent Charles A. Bennett jumped into the Hudson River only to be fished out by cops before he could die. The note was titled, A Sad Ending to My Life. He said, I have systematically, over the course of five years, perpetrated a huge Ponzi scheme enveloping my family and closest friends. I managed to completely squander the hard-earned money that my family and dear friends had set aside over the course of their working lives. The whole investment was complete fiction. It was all an illusion. Not one trade was ever done. He suffered a ruptured lung and participated in the hearing by video conference call from Mount Sinai Roosevelt Hospital. Now, the prosecutor, Amy Lester, called him a flight risk <laughs> due to his suicide bid. Some might say he already took the ultimate risk to avoid prosecution by attempting to commit suicide. Now, we uh, uh, we continue our coverage of the 2014 New York City Crime Awards with distinguished criminal defense attorney and legal commentator of Massey and Polk helping justice work for you, Jim Polk. Hey, Jim. Hello. So, do you have any thoughts on this corporate lawyer? Well, I mean, I guess the rule here is if you're going to commit suicide, make sure you die. Because <laughs> uh, this is a disaster for this. This couldn't have gone worse. You got one job here. Yeah, well, I mean, it's... I don't know. I don't know if we know, but it doesn't sound like anybody was even on to the Ponzi scheme. That, no, it doesn't. And then, not only that, the only people who might have supported him were his family, but he made sure that he pretty much alienated them by claiming he both enveloped them and squandered all the money. You know, the, the note is almost mocking in yeah. its tone. And, and, and you know, now, it, it's not a sad ending to his life. It's, it's the sad beginning of the final chapter of his sad-ass uh, attorney's life. Le- legal note on this one, what'll be very interesting is um, there's an exception to the hearsay rule. You can admit things that would otherwise be hearsay if they're what's called a dying declaration. Uh-huh. If they're said by somebody who's dying. Now, usually you have to die. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I'm curious if the prosecutor will try to argue that this would be an exception, that they can actually use the statement without even having it challenged. Well, God knows our heart goes out to him. The well, poor guy. Yeah, poor, poor Charlie <laughs> Bennett. Now, the uh, 2014 Educator of the Year Award, New York City Crime Award, it's, uh, well, Twisted Educator, Society's Source for Uncle. I've said it before. Many teachers have sex with students. Now, some, some detail in the story always seems to add fuel to the outrage. A teacher now has to really go above and beyond to distinguish himself. A teacher administrator uh, who best exemplifies the qualities of an individual who is not just towing the line, but a leader in the three-way race for the bottom between teachers, cops, and clergy uh, will win this. Will win this award. A lot of, uh, you know, I, I think it should take a, a creative uh, streak. You know, I like to uh, think so. Yeah, an original way to disappoint uh, your bosses and. Uh, scandalize the schools, outrage parents. I mean, yeah, ordinary sex just doesn't cut it anymore. Maybe if we were back in, you know, 99 or something, that would have done it. But nowadays, it's just, it's so commonplace. You really need to kind of mm. give it some flair. You some remember panache. when, uh, yeah, and, and you remember when, when being a teacher's pet wasn't just automatically a bad thing? 
you know it wasn't like it might just be you're a good student yeah yeah no i mean yeah it was it was always a little sexual tension between the sure two. sure <laughs> but you know it uh, i don't think well, they went through with it as much. a lot of people have had teachers they've wanted to have sex with i mean everybody has yeah i think so i'm i do i don't think i've met somebody who didn't have someone they hadn't at least pondered it with mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's bound to cross your mind i mean you know you have a, a an opposite sex teacher or same sex whatever it is for you and 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 they do uh they, you know they bend over and they, they you know they're with you yeah. as many hours in the day well, uh, you know, I think they happen to teach physics and ramble on about thrust, force, and friction. But I feel bad for for. <laughs> sure, those are. It's hard to talk about these things. It's just when you're a 16 year old guy and Miss Williams is rambling on about those three things. Man, mm, that is yeah. uh, that is you something else. Up, and if you're a girl, you get wet. <laughs> yeah. Are you wet? Uh, you know, the most important thing is that you know not only do they have to to shame uh, you know their their bosses and, and outrage parents, they have to tarnish the reputations and otherwise emotionally uh, scar the kids. Because at the end of the day, isn't it about the children? I think so. Well, uh, in the schools, you know, they're they're entrusted by parents to enlighten, inspire, protect their children, and entrusted by those of us without children to keep the kids confined in a building mm-hmm. between the daytime hours of eight yeah, you take three. a bunch of hormonally charged children yeah and keep them confined right and school used to be so much less carnal uh and, and the better looking your kid i think the more you have to look out no clearly you know you got to be grateful if your kid doesn't lose his virginity to some uh, horny lady uh you know and, and I, I just want to uh, voice my agreement with uh, the low point man uh uh you know of, of this week in jack and great lakes christopher laker when he says and I'm paraphrasing, any man who wants to be in schools or scouts or little league or Sunday school, any man who says he wants to work with kids, that's the first sign he should not be allowed to work with kids. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, Chris Laker taking the broad general view of things. And there are other red flags. For instance, if the teacher wears a bow tie, if the teacher drives a Mini Cooper, if he smokes cigarettes and dresses in drag, it's difficult to imagine such a menace to society. Fortunately, we don't have to because that man exists in reality. Sean Shaynak. Oh. He was arrested when a girl reported that he'd sent her something called a, uh, I never, a dick pick. Yes, a dick pick. A dick pick. That's what this is. This, this, is, a, a this is a phenomenon of the past, uh, the, of the texting era, if you will, I mm. suppose. You take a photo of, 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 of your penis or dick, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then and then it's a pick. And yeah. you send, uh, so, so it's something called a dick pick. And he sent it via snap, uh, something called Snapchat. Yes, yes, Snapchat. He thought that he was uh, going to be, you know, because uh, the photo disappears. Of course, she took a screenshot of it. And uh, I think it's outlandish just for a teacher to even have the phone number of a 16-year-old girl. Let me let me also throw something out here. Yeah. Um, to, to would-be criminals, perverts, whoever of the world, nothing once it's in a phone or on the internet ever really disappears. Yeah. and It lingers forever. We're trying to help you. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and that's You'd have been better tip. off if you'd just shown her your penis. You would have. You know, I mean, it, it might be real life and, and more exhilarating, but, you know, you got to wait till you're in the same room. And you know what? For these days, uh, that kind of instant gratification, uh, the generation that we, it's just not going to, you know. Shaynak is updated. He, he, he's, he's very much a young person in an old person's body. Yeah, he's really aggressively keeping up with the times. Yeah, and, and, and he's had uh, numerous uh, interactions, apparently, sexually tinged ones. With students aged 13 to 19. I didn't know he went so young. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but normally he keeps it above. I think the sexually tinged is the younger ones, and then the actual sex would be the older ones. Well, you know, uh, growth hormones and stuff these days. Apparently, you know, 13 is the new 16. Well, they need to, I tell you, uh, they, they need to do something about that. They need to either get yeah. the steroids out of the milk 
or lower the age of consent. <laughs> One or the other. Off to Pit Karen Island where I think it's 12 or something. You know, Same you with the Vatican. Mexico, uh, there's, a, there's actually one region there, uh, at least, where, where, the, where the age of consent is puberty. The word puberty. Same with the Vatican. If there's grass on the infield, play ball. What do you mean with the Vatican? What the Vatican's mean? age of consent by law is 12. Really? Yes. Vatican City. Vatican City, the smallest country in the world. Well, actually the second smallest, but the one where the Pope lives. <laughs> <laughs> and all his Pope friends. First of all, what country is smaller than Vatican City? I actually know this. It's Pitt Karen Island. Mm-hmm. It was founded by the surviving mutineers from the Bounty many of whom still have the same names, and there are 57 people on it, but it is recognized by the UN as a country. Wow. That's... And the age of consent there is also 12. Well, I mean, what the hell difference does it make? Who cares what they're doing? And then the Vatican City, I mean, like, that, that people can have sex with people that are 12. Yeah. When they turn 12, like, oh, I'm waiting for his 12th well, It birthday. certainly changes the perceptive on the... Um, on the um, the perspective sex on, abuse on sex abuse well yeah exactly you know, here in boston they're screaming that's really awful the vatican's like what it's legal here in boston well you know up in boston i guess i should have said please here in the united states i guess uh, <laughs> the, the uh the charges uh, against shanak include these stunning tales of perversity one teen received straight a's while sleeping with shanak despite turning in blank test papers i, I don't have a problem with that one uh 15- well let me just jump in it sounds like he's a realist here what do you mean? Well, I mean, I think so often, often with the opposite gender ones, you see like, you know, the teacher actually thinks he's in a real fucking relationship with these kids. Mm. Shanak here seems to be businesslike. Well, you do this, you get A's. <laughs> you know, he doesn't seem to have any delusions that they want to be with him. I mean, I mean that's, a good, that's a good point. I don't yeah. think that he's necessarily that way with all of these. I think that he might have, I think he might have, I think that might be part of the problem is he, maybe he developed some feelings. Yeah, maybe he went too far. All right, well, here we go with a 15-year-old girl was driven to a New Jersey nude beach, given booze until she passed out. Uh, the same teen exchanged more than, see, here's the problem, 10,000 text messages. Yeah, now, you got to yeah. like somebody to do that. Uh, inc- Not sure I've ever sent that in my entire life. I mean, to everybody I know. One girl. They had, now, of course, maybe uh, maybe nine thousand nine hundred ninety were her. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. We don't know, but uh, he encouraged her to experiment sexually with another female student. That could be as like, hey, well, I don't, you know, kiss her. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Who knows what that really means? Uh, yeah, he, they don't. They don't allow. It could be also like, hey, you've texted me nine thousand times. Just go fuck someone or something. Yeah, you know? like, <laughs> get out of here. Yeah. He engaged in sex with other men at a gay sex club while another teenage lover watched. Well, that's what teenage girls really long to see. Forty-year-old uh, <laughs> men sucking <laughs> each other sex, off. Yeah. Yes. that's that's what really gets them wet. <laughs> Uh, wait, we had a, an amusing story. Now, there's a suit. Uh, now, of course, when he got arrested, he was just like, what the fuck? I'm not going anywhere. He was very cocky about it because it was over the Snapchat. Well, he went on this date. He was dressed in drag. It was a Halloween night. And there's a suit against the city saying, what the fuck? You didn't see this coming? Uh, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's out with her and he gets angry. He starts saying, like, like don't I deserve to be happy? Don't I deserve to be happy? <laughs> and he's driving erratically, and it says the whole thing was more horrifying, you know, because he was in drag. Well, yeah, and I suppose that's true. And I'm sure you have a picture of him up on on your website or something somewhere. Facebook. He's worth seeing. Yeah, it's uh, you know the the the, the classic Shanak photo. You know, there's yeah. there's one where he's a he's a uh, what do you call it a, a maid like a French maid outfit. Yeah, yeah. Which, the schoolgirls the more terrifying the like and not even just a schoolgirl outfit like the full Britney Spears 
hit me baby video with the type. mid with the mid drift yeah mid riff everything you could tell he, and that was probably right after he had uh, gotten his gym membership and and you know he was he, he had flattened out his stomach a little bit like you know I'm gonna yeah, show off yeah a yeah mid-drift. flattened yeah. out that stomach it didn't look flat to me in any of those pictures well, the it guy, was flatter than it was in the that guy French looked made like the classic nerdy. 48-year-old science teacher. Look, a bow tie and a Mini yeah. Cooper, what more do you need? Now, of course, when he shows up to court, regular tie. Now, what can you tell me about that? When you go to court, uh, how important is I mean, I know the look is important, but does it, it, it would, would coming in in a bow tie be too whimsical? I, I think if you're not the judge or that lawyer, because every courtroom has that one lawyer that shows up in the bow tie, is going for the kind of Atticus Finch thing. Uh. But um, if you're not the judge or that guy, no. There's the bow tie just gives it too much of a, I'm not taking this seriously enough. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and <laughs> you know, the reason he had so much job security was because he headed up this aerospace program that brought a lot of, brought a lot of money into the schools. Now, how, how did they think that this was going to go undetected forever? You know, as a school, yeah. so, you know, like that he's running. Even the students knew. They're like, of course, they're going to get Shaynak. Yeah, I think I think they even said that. It's like, oh, we all knew this was coming or something when the students were like commenting on his arrest. Well, he's still locked up now. I believe he's still at Rikers and he's he's highly unhappy now. You know why he's unhappy in Rikers? There's no teenage girls there. There's <laughs> just a, a shortage of teenage women. And the bow tie is not a part of the uniform. Where's my bow tie? Uh, Joy Morrissey in Queens. We have an update. On uh, on on her now you know uh, by the way um, uh, you know like I think that the teachers according to the polls here's what I have the second most trusted profession you know second most trusted the teachers I'm sure lawyer isn't on it isn't that ridiculous what's the first most trusted taxidermists <laughs> you got him you know, you just made that up right. <laughs> I, do, I don't know who the most trusted is, but I do. But it is. It Good. Is, I'm uh, really glad you made that up. But but the because second, growing up in the middle of the country, I can believe that. Yeah. Well, what's the mistrust about a taxidermist? Right. Either, either your fish looks like the do. fish you caught, or it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll score one for the teachers now. Uh, education takes a backseat to lust in this story, and this is at Grover Cleveland High School in Ridgewood, Queens. This is the new. I think Grover Cleveland High School might be the new. Uh, hot sheets high school hot sheets hot sheets it's uh it, it's it's very much the uh the the, the new uh, hookup high cops arrested a teenager uh, accused uh, a te- a t- did i say a teenager a yes. teacher accused in the violent attack of a 16 year old boy's penis with her vagina mouth and possibly her still viable 39 year old breasts also known as rape now that's what i learned about rape in sociology uh that it's not a sexual act it is a a violent act. Yes. Uh, distinctly violent. In fact, uh, sexual, it, 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 it isn't about sexual desire at all. So when you think about it, if you're feeling sexual desire, does that mean that it's a, is that a defense against rape? No. Just get it out of your head. <laughs> <laughs> Killing this one before it takes off the runway. Okay, well, here's another question. <laughs> oh now, I read someplace, uh, and it was in one of these campus, uh, and I, I looked, I, the discussion of rape, I deplore it. But it's that uh, you um, that rape is never the result of a misunderstanding. Now I know that's not legally true, viable or true. Uh, but uh, but can it be? I mean, like I say, well, I truly believe this was consensual. Does that? Can you use that as a defense? Y- yes, you can. I mean, that's one of the biggest problems with rape as a crime. It's it's one of the only crimes where a perpetrator can do it without knowing they're doing it and without intending to do it, and yet actually do it. Mm-hmm. And and I've seen many a case like this. Well, not many. I, I'd not say they're very common, but it's usually most people think 
oh, you know, somebody was drunk and they took advantage of somebody who couldn't consent. That does happen, of course. But what I see a lot of in, in my career is both of them were so freaking drunk they had no idea what happened. Ah. And that's, you know, is that rape? I don't think so. Hmm. You know, I mean, obviously, if the acts you do, like, you know, she's screaming no and he's holding her down and raping her, I don't think drunk is going to get you out of it. But waking up in the morning, her or him not wanting to have sex and the other guy barely remembering what happened, that doesn't seem like a traditional way we think of even a date rape. Right. And yet that's very common. That's that's probably the number one I see from, like, college kid situations. Mm. Obviously, there's the cases where people lie about it. And then there's a lot of very genuine, real sexual assaults and rapes True. that occur. Um but yeah, no, rape is one that we try to get very oversimplistic about rape, and, and it's it's a product of our slogan-driven culture. Yes. We love slogans in this country, you know, no means no. Well, yes, of course no means no. There's few things in the world more ambiguous than no, mm-hmm. but no isn't always conveyed, and no not being conveyed is a real problem, and mm-hmm. I don't even really understand the new rape policy, which is now yes means yes or something like that. I... I I don't really see how that's particularly different, but it seems to be all the rage. Well, I think what Yes Means Yes is pointing out, uh, by the way, we're talking to Jim Polk of Mazzy and Polk, a criminal defense attorney, on, on the topic of uh, the 2014 New York City Crime Awards. And this is, uh, we're giving out the award for best teacher of the year. Teacher of the year. Not best teacher, teacher of the year. And uh, you, In the covering, context of the New York City uh, Crime uh, Report. and it, Yes, of course. And in the context of, of uh, you know, rape. Now, what Yes Means Yes, in my understanding, is that, like, yes is an implied just by not saying no you have to say yes in order for yes to be yes so uh, meaning that like it's better to go ahead and have somebody go yes you can do this and i think that's where the yes that is actually the most cogent explanation of it i've heard yeah but i don't think legally that's going to help you no i actually think that's legally putting getting us into a very strange and frightening area really in my opinion yeah i really do well i think that because once again, the situation that I just described, two completely wasted after a frat party people mm-hmm. who everything happens consensually, at least in the mind of possibly even both of them, mm-hmm. and the nature of the rape only occurs subsequently later, you're going to wait to now you have to actually say affirmative consent by two people who are A, not in a position to give it, or B, to even understand it if they did. And I mean, realistically, the problem you're always going to have with rape is Evidence, 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 evidence is always a problem in rape cases because so few of them occur in front of a video camera. So Mm. few of them occur with giant bruises on people's faces or choke marks. Most of them occur in small rooms between two people. Yes. Oftentimes, when both people entered that room consensually, and that is a shame. Yeah. Uh, that you know that, that there's not enough choking going on uh, to to prove uh, you know so, some of these cases. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the difference is, I guess, not violent enough. I would guess. You know, you like, know, no means no. We in court spend so much time, you know, cross-examining and drilling. Is did somebody say no? Yes means yes is just going to change the word we're looking for. Mm, yeah, just right. going to say now. Did she say yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, <laughs> but you know, uh, what, what if you're both sober and she says yes? Yeah, then then I guess by yes means yes, it's okay. Uh huh. But I mean, in, in legally, does that does that mean you know you're in the clear? Once she, again, she says not yes? entirely, because you could say yes, and then she revokes yes. She says no. It's not like yes is just a get out of jail free card. Everything is factually determined. And the well, problem we've always had course. with no, but the problem we've always had with rape is it's the one crime because it has so many questions about the intent that people try to give it a blanket definition. They try mm. to give it blanket set of circumstance. They try to mm-hmm. say, well, if she didn't say no, if she said no, she was being raped. If she didn't, it isn't. It never works that way. 
Yes means yes. You think there's some that. situations where no doesn't mean no? No, I think no generally means no, but see, no doesn't always get said no. <laughs> All right. You know? So, you know, really what you're advocating is uh, people should really wait until they're married. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, prosecutors say gym that's, teacher... That's, a, that's an excellent synopsis of what I just said, Pat. <laughs> Good slogan. <laughs> You know, a lot of sometimes women are saving themselves for marriage. I'm kind of saving my next marriage for a girl who really likes to fuck. Uh, now, prosecutors say gym teacher Joy Morrissey maintained a year-long rape relationship with the boy. A gentle, fun rape occurred uh, both off campus and in the hallowed halls of Grover Cleveland High School in Ridgewood. A boy told the gym teacher he needed help losing weight to make the wrestling team. She sensed an opening. She asked him in an email if he was a virgin. Yeah, he is. She said, well, you're probably carrying... A little extra weight. Yep, you're pent up. In the testicles. Just <laughs> pent up in there. Let me help you. Every ounce counts. On June 5th, 2013, she took him into a closet oh. in the school's gym. You know, one of those gym closets. And uh, no, yeah. no place I find more romantic. Well, hey. The stench of hanging jock straps and mm. teenage angst just wafting out of those closet full of jock straps <laughs> <laughs> this well, is where we keep the dirty wasn't it like near the wrestling gym i mean come on there's <laughs> nothing about point, a wrestling uniform that isn't disgusting and well that, this is when the relationship obviously got physical uh, she exposed her breast and, and uh, which, which for for a virgin you know 16 year old it's like that's that's enough well let's go back so, to our previous discussion yeah. is that saying yes well i don't know i don't know <laughs> i mean you know uh, i <laughs> Sorry. No, it's clearly not. No, <laughs> yeah. it's not saying yes to anything. Now, after committing, uh, she she then committed blowjob rape, uh, and she also uh, raped his cock with her pussy. Uh, she attacked his engorged, yearning virgin penis with her slick, patient, and encouraging teacher vag. And they would meet in private for more attacks at school. Sometimes they'd even make a video of the attack. <sighs> And later, the boy would masturbate while watching it. That's that's how much he loved violence. He was sick. Well, let me let me chime in here, Pat. I think that uh, you know, if this alone occurred, I don't think she had any chance of knocking off Shaynak as educator of the year. I certainly don't. But there's another dimel- dimension to this whole crime. What's that? Oh well, we'll get to that. I was going to say, worry. do you want to lead it into that? Well, of course, we're getting there. Yeah. You know, so you, you have to let the story unfold, Jim. But uh, well, but I mean, you know, it's it's, it's we're spending it's, a lot of time it's, on it's, teachers. It's, We've got a lot of me, categories. It's highly pertinent. All right, it's okay. We, got, we what do you what you got some place to be? You what got we, court today? We want the show to end by midnight. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is like the Oscars. Thirty-nine-year-old gym teacher Joy Morrissey <laughs> enveloped the boy with the warmth of a thousand moms times a thousand stacks of pancakes standing by a thousand fireplaces under a family heirloom afghan that is warm prosecutors say she raped him like this more than 20 times in school now uh i I suppose this is an act of violence Uh, it says uh, here's the dictionary you know definition of rape to force someone to have sex with you by using violence or the threat of violence um, I suppose this is rape by by um, because he can't. Uh, I think the mother of the boy is the only one who would actually call it rape. Yeah, yeah you rape my son. You know, like, well, it's <laughs> they, one of those. It's, this is statutory. This is this is this is the legislator decided this is rape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think either party would have considered it rape. He's not old enough to give consent. And I'm not even saying that just because he's a male student, she's a female teacher. I think there's times when female students are perfectly able to consent. With but male I do teachers. But it's a statute. Let situation. me tell you something. I do. I do believe this is rape, and I'll tell you why. And uh, the reason I think that it's rape, not necessarily that there's no threat of violence, but I think that teenage, you know, teenage girls might be horny. But if you've never been a teenage boy, you, you don't know. No, you have no idea. Is, horny. Which is why I think 
it really is accurate because that that kid at 14 15 16 he is powerless to resist as the, just as <laughs> just as the woman just as the girl is for the girl like physically unable to to say no uh the guy is just he's emotionally <laughs> driven able to say no, he, yeah. he can't he has no choice <laughs> i mean you figure a 39 year old woman uh, having sex with a 16 year old boy that's about as good as it's ever going to get you know all the approval from the teacher the kids trying to get some kind of they always want approval of adults it's all being directed at your dick you have to you know personally i know um well you know i it's a confusing word you know, I was going to say, is this going to get into a like personal revelation thing? Here's what <laughs> ravish means, okay? <laughs> to fill with pleasure, joy, or happiness. To force a woman to have sex with you by using violence or the threat of violence. That's a, that's the definition for ravish. <laughs> so it's the exact same as rape. Yes. Now, uh, OPD it, really it, dropped the ball on that But it one, also means to fill someone with pleasure, joy, or happiness. I mean, go figure. Well, there are two parties involved here. The thing is, did the kid lose enough weight to make the wrestling team? I'm guessing he did. I mean, but whether he did or not, he gets an A for coming in the teacher's mouth. Uh, now, he also, uh, there was some explicit text, pictures, and videos. Now, she got jealous. Here's how the whole thing got exposed. When uh, the kid took another girl to the prom... And uh, that, that's how it ended. Now, here's here's the problem with that. She's a married woman. Yes, She's she married is. to the wrestling coach. <laughs> Who he had to lose weight for. Yes. it's <laughs> They're working together here. Uh, I, I, I just imagine this guy, the, the hell that his life is, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's a serious deal. <laughs> When your when your wife is having sex with your star wrestler or one of them, you know, he's the guy trying to get on the team. Uh, you know, it's it, what a dick he feels like. He had the dream life. Him and his wife working together, same school, healthcare pension. They had it all figured out. Yeah, yeah. And then your wife's been raping a sixteen year old for a year. Who's the star of your team? Oh, well, star. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not even like a sixteen year old. You don't ever have to deal with again. It's if morale. you want to keep your job, <laughs> morale is is low. On the wrestling squad now. I, I mean, the only thing that worse would be like if you're a boxing trainer and your boxer is fucking your wife before the title fight. Like, and, and God knows that happens. I'm sure. Uh, she was arrested. She was charged with rape in the third degree. Now, uh, of course, she was arrested. Uh, and 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 here is the way. Uh, here, we have an update on this. Is what I'm saying. Oh, yes. Breaking news. We do. We have, and here it is. Joy Morrissey surrendered her teaching license Friday. Yeah. In Queen's Supreme Court, she pleaded guilty to one count of rape and criminal sexual act. She faces no jail time. Her sentence, one year of mental health treatment, 10 years of probation, and she must register as a sex offender. Yeah, 10 years of probation. That's the new probation requirements of uh, sex offenders. Mm -hmm. And do you think that's uh, extreme? Mm. No, not Uh, really. I mean, no, I don't. You know, this... We got to do something about these teachers, realistically, because I do think this has gotten out of hand. Maybe it's just being reported now, mm. but to me, it, it just feels like you've got teachers who are using teaching as an extension of high school. Well, there's been other cases. In 2012, a science teacher at Grover Cleveland was fired because of his strangely explicit lessons about gynecological exams. Dyrell Barty, he said he would reenact a trip to the gynecologist. Playing the part of the patient, he would recline on his desk, spread his legs <laughs> wide, and touch his crotch. Well... <laughs> And he'd said, uh, this is the doctor's favorite part because they get to put their fingers inside their women patients. Uh, and then he uh, illustrated the effects of... Uh, which he actually is giving a bad name 
to perversion of gay natures. Yeah. I mean, this takes perversion tying to a new it into level. A, tying it into a lesson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah, this is this this really trumps my health teacher who just put a condom on a banana. That just, <laughs> what a strange thing to say. Yeah. The doctor's favorite part, the traumatized girls. They're never going to want to go to the gynecologist now. I think this, they think this is the doctor's favorite part. Yeah. Ooh, I get to put my fingers inside. <laughs> he also uh, illustrated the effects of venereal disease by holding his hands in his groin area and making an ooing sound. <laughs> oh. This feels like where like movies like Patch Adams or Dead Poets Society might have ruined teaching. Do you think this is guy would just no sense of entertainment trying to make a lesson more fun i do like the way you blame robin williams for both movies one of them is a doctor actually but oh, i uh, forgot but, that that's right it's a doctor but but you know I, we'll, we'll take dead poet society yeah the, 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 you're talking about this uh this like template for a movie where you have a teacher who's like uh colors outside the lines and whatnot. yeah 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 you, you figure think... that's what this guy was well apparently this guy wasn't entertaining one former student summed up his class he was both boring and weird <laughs> So I think I think Grover Cleveland, the new horn dog. Yeah, guy, Grover yeah. Cleveland is kicking ass. By here. the way, a, a spe- and, and it's appropriate too because uh, President Grover Cleveland at forty nine, he was in the White House. He married the vivacious Frances Folsom, age twenty one. Yep. Long culmination of a very special relationship. He met his wife shortly after she was born. Held her in his arms as an infant, played an uncle role in her life, buying her a baby carriage and otherwise doting on her as she grew up. Her father died in a <laughs> a carriage accident, and then Grover arranged by Grover Cleveland, <laughs> probably. Yeah, he was appointed administrator of his estate, and then that's when they became close. Ten years later, they're getting married. Yes, I would say that's a little weird. A f- fun fact about Grover Cleveland. He screwed up our lineage of presidents because he's the only president to have served two non-consecutive terms. And to this day, mm-hmm. they call Obama the 44th president of the United States. And he even made a mistake in his own inauguration. He said, 43 men before me have had this job. Well, that's not true. Only 42 had, because we actually still count Grover Cleveland as two people. Yeah. Well, you know, Grover Cleveland now also, you've learned something also too. had sex. Well, yeah, <laughs> we, we were learning all along. But it's interesting. Grover Cleveland, horn dog eye. Uh, yeah. Now here we have a Queen's principal. Now this is the th- this is the third nominee, third for, nominee, yeah, educator of the year. This is a Queen's principal removed from her position as a Department of Education investigators probe allegations. She blew a school safety agent in a security office and a visiting assistant principal in a book storage room. See, these are adults that she's dealing yeah, with. Yeah, this doesn't seem like it's on the same category, right? But you know what, educator of the year. Uh, like, first of all, it's it's one of those deals where you have a runaway sort of a uh, you know yeah. a nominee already in in uh, well because Shanak bringing in the aerospace program mm. was already probably an outside contender for the legitimate educator of the year <laughs> but because of his general creepiness the crime report picks him up too well sure the look and and and, and just the scope of everything that he did there's yeah. a number of girls involved he now, is a bigger go home guy but this guy uh, this this lady, rather, is a 35-year-old Annie Schmutz Saifula. Hey, the name her, helps. Give her a chance. Yeah, <laughs> escorted from the building in the middle of a school day amid these tawdry allegations. Wow. She was led out of the building for sucking dick. That's worth something. That's see, she has it all in one big. Uh, yeah. She 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 you know like Shanak is spread out over months and years, but this is all in one big gulp. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> She's, I think that that Thursday, May first, will be remembered by every student. 
as uh, one of the best days of their lives. This is at Robert Yeah, Wagner, that would be fantastic. Robert Wagner's Secondary School of Arts and Technology. The uh, principal of the school uh, marched out of the building for blowing guys on campus. Probably mentioned in the afternoon announcements. The Key Club will be meeting in room 214. <laughs> Time to start planning for prom. First prom committee will be held tomorrow after school. All seniors are invited to attend. Also, Mrs. Saifula, cuckoo for cock and balls. <laughs> Uh, the winner... Because um, you know they really would do it like that. The kid who like did the morning announcements would try to work in the clever headlines. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the winner, of course, Sean Shanek, educator of the yeah, year. Yeah, he's, 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 he really just uh, he, he blew him away with that late performance. You know, and, uh, and by the way, uh, well, he, he will not be here to accept the award. Uh, he's yeah. <laughs> still in Rikers. And, but, you know, uh, uh, you know Joy Morsey uh, goes on with her life, not as a teacher. Mm-hmm. We wish her the best. Uh, last we heard from Joy, she was slamming a door on a, in the face of a New York Post reporter. Well, I mean, they do. included that in the story. Yeah. <laughs> as for comment, she slammed the door in his face. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's an honor to be nominated. Now, uh, results uh, in the, uh, the next category, most enigmatic death. Uh, we mm. have uh, we, we had the dapper cadaver. This was found off the uh, off the off of Red Hook in Brooklyn. Right. Uh, so, uh, wearing a suit, had uh, handcuffs on, had one leg shackle on, and was uh, and the handcuffs uh, keys were in the pocket of the coat. Um, they, uh, to, they, they've determined a cause of death, uh, the postmortem death by a overdose of irony. <laughs> uh, and we pointed out an easy burial. He's already in a suit. Uh, very interesting. Uh, yeah, death. no, that's, a, it's, that's certainly, uh, the, the suit and the chains give it a kind of BDSM death feel to it. Yeah. And, and I love that it's, oh, we also had a Metro card in his pocket, oh, which yeah. is, uh, again, uh, it's, it's interesting because there's no subway anywhere near there. Only a bus, oh, yeah. but we need to use it for a bus now. Uh, but you know, that, I, you'd just love to hear about a body <laughs> floating in handcuffs. And so, a doting uncle, and this is a death by tire swing, having a fun day with his niece on an East Village playground in Tompkins Square Park. And then, uh, is there what, a picture what, what, of that guy? It? There is a picture of that because guy. that guy is not the kind of guy who looks like he would die by getting hit in the head with the tires. Aleem Perkins, 39 of Harlem. Uh, and yeah, you're right. He, is he looks a, like a big, tough guy. Uh, he he does. He, he, he was shadow boxing with this tire uh, that was swinging around. <laughs> so, uh, looks like he might have done some boxing. Yeah, I mean, that's the point. It's, it's He's shadow boxing with the tire. Well, I guess the tire swing uh, won. Yeah, I got that's why the tire <laughs> one swing and had an amazing. Well, one of, for all we know. Yeah, that's true. The tire be, swing could be a sleeper. Could be a repeat offender here. Uh, it's it's not made of rubber, by the way. It's a circle of rock hard plastic molded over steel, and uh, that's yeah. the worst idea ever. Like, yeah, but let's take a giant hard piece of rubber, and then how could we feasibly make this more dangerous? Well, let's load it up with steel and put it where children play. And and and, and, and actually, it's a, it's 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 rock hard plastic. Yeah, it's right, not even let's, rubber. Let's. I mean, that's probably what happened is, is he thought he was in the ring with a middleweight and it turns out he's blasted by Tyson. You, you know? don't mess around with uh, the Goodyear tire or whatever. The freak accident Was a tire really too dangerous? Like, why would you get rid of a real tire? You know, I suppose it degenerates <laughs> over time. And, and like, then it's like, it's not an actual, uh, it's, it's, you know, that now that nowadays everything's specially made for, you know, like they would make something that's like a tire to mm-hmm. be a tire swing. And so just like, oh, yeah, you, you take an old tire and that's it. He, he, uh, it says he aggressively uh, pushed an empty 20, aggressive. Aggressively is in quotes. Aggressively, yes. Somebody said that. If it was uh, a white guy, I wouldn't say aggressively. 25 pounds. Oh, you don't think so? <laughs> <I> don't <know. laughs> That's the he got too close <laughs> as it flew back toward him, smashed him in the face, and uh, unconscious, bleeding from the mouth in front of the stunned child. Rushed to Bellevue, pronounced dead. But literally, guys, look at him on the on the Facebook page because he looks like the kind of guy
guy that could take a steel bar to the face. Mm-hmm. I mean, he doesn't look like, like you see me picture me and I oh Jim got killed by a tire swing like that nobody'd be surprised by that this guy it this is what enigmatic just impressed me that that tire really came for blood yeah made out of plastic uh, polythe- uh, polythylene in order to oh here's here's exactly why it says, it says it's to retain flexibility at below freezing temperatures you know for when you uh, <laughs> take get, your child to the playground on those on those really frigid days when you go I gotta go get because the, the one swing. thing that's better for the, the freezing cold than rubber is steel. Mm. I wouldn't think that would get too cold for a child. Yeah. Tompkins Square Park uh, spokesman says uh, they are currently investigating the incident. Well, I hope you get to the bottom of that. <laughs> hope they strap like a championship belt around the tires so we know which one it is. <laughs> I'll uh, fight all dumbers. I, this is, I feel the most sympathy for this guy. I feel, I feel a lot of sympathy for the next, next uh, freak accident from the Forgotten Borough. A family is going to sue over a Shaolin man's death in an incident involving a Murphy bed and a momentary oh, loss of muscular yes. coordination. Yes. Presumed meathead, uh, Joseph Annunziato, <laughs> a 32-year-old man, attacked by his own bed. <laughs> a life-ending Stephen King-style Mo Larry the Cheese type event. Yep, yep. The Three Stooges-esque incident occurred when the bed, which connects to the wall with a spring-loaded hinge for easy folding back into the wall, snapped back into the closed position with such force it crushed his skull and severed his spine. That's really, does a bed need to ever snap up with that kind of force? (laughs) I do have to say, that does feel like a design flaw. Yeah. Um, No, this also, this one's a sad one, I think, because... um, I just wanted to get some sleep. Well, this is also really a class thing. A Murphy bed is just not a high-end piece of furniture. Mm-hmm. I think when you live in a place with a Murphy bed, it's it's your life isn't now maybe developing, but it's not really where you want it to be. Well, I mean, you could yeah, you could almost just say the same of the entire borough. I mean, there's homeowners there, but, I mean, <laughs> but fair enough. But but, yeah. but now you're the Staten Island guy with the Murphy bed, mm-hmm. which means you're not even one of those homeowners. Is it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's a class thing, is what you mean? Yeah, I yeah. think this that's what's really sad about this is this guy is really down on his luck because he's in Staten Island. Mm-hmm. And he's killed by a Murphy bed, which implies he lives in a place with a Murphy bed. Now, I'm not going to judge. I actually lived in a place with a Murphy bed. It was awful. Yeah. Because the problem, people don't realize with a Murphy bed, you usually have a Murphy bed if you live in an apartment that is the bedroom slash apartment. It's usually a large studio. To conserve space. Right? The problem with the Murphy bed is you can't use your whole apartment unless the bed is down. Unless you want to be like a furniture mover every freaking night. Unless the bed is up, you mean, right. the wall, no, I mean, right? You can put it up. And then, okay, yeah, I'll sit on my couch. The problem is if I want to go to sleep in a bed, I have to move my couch out of the way. Like, that whole wall is largely useless. Mm -hmm. So I spent most of the time in this apartment sitting at, like, the kitchen counter watching television until it was time to sleep. Or just leaving the bed down. Eating spaghetti out of a pot. Yeah, I mean, it's it's that vibe. Well, the family claims the uh, store is negligent by uh, selling the bed without instructions, warnings, all pieces necessary to properly and safely assemble the bed. Uh, well, yeah, I wish them luck in their lawsuit. They have a good one. <laughs> yeah. So you think that's probably the situation the guy was sitting at his kitchen counter, you know, like normally, like he's you know, smoking cigarettes and stuff yeah. like that. You know? Plotting right. his revenge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, this one, this one's going to be a good, wife beater, of course. This yeah. is going to be a good lawsuit because there's a theory in the law what's called race ipsa loquitur. It means the thing speaks for itself. And it says certain things are just kind of so egregious or we can't even prove what really went wrong. Mm-hmm. But the very fact that it happened is sign that something went wrong along. You usually see it in, like, plane crash. This feels like one of those. Like, regardless of what happened, if this guy did it wrong or whatnot, a Murphy bed shouldn't be able to decapitate you. 
Mm. Yeah, severed his spine. Yeah, that's a uh, that's yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah, the no no reason for a spring that that Ever. springy in that context. Right? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, it, 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 do you think that's where the, the this is Murphy's law in effect? Oddly enough, right? <laughs> yeah, it? I yeah. guess this if is something really can go wrong. It, uh, well, I actually looked up the the origin of the word Murphy bed for this, mm-hmm. and apparently, it is almost a racial slur. You're kidding. I'm not. The Irish were so poor they used to live in apartments and they would say they live with those they, those are murphy apartments and these kind of beds would be called murphy beds oh like the, the five points that's so why this the paddy was, wagon is called the paddy wagon so this was the m word yeah this was this was this was an irish <laughs> racial slur <laughs> well what a, same with murphy's law you know, i'm gonna i'm gonna choose not to become offended by that if you if if you cannot get offended by it i think I, i'll I'm be trying okay that uh, my have, blood is boiling, but I realize we need to move beyond. So, do we have a winner in that? I think that that yeah, we, we do. These are three really good candidates. Yeah, we obviously have a winner. I, I believe it was the death. Yeah, death by tire swing was the yeah, winner. That's a good one. And I, and I, I can't think, argue so, with the winner. In it's this the one. most recent, and I think that yeah, it's it's uh, you know being killed by a Murphy bed or by a tire swing. You know, it, of all the things that can happen in New York City, um, that is not what you expect. Yeah, you know, I mean, even pushed in front of a train. Weird. Yeah, and pushed for eaten by a bed. I think the Murphy bed. The reason the Murphy bed didn't win is because we can all see a circumstance of that happening. I think the tire swing is just bizarre. Yeah, it's, you know, I think that's it. Just it went to a different level. Yeah, uh, and, uh, and and again too, um, you know, like I, I like the guy, uh, you know, playing with his niece. Yeah, ha- having seems a nice like a day, decent guy. And uh, God bless him. I'd also and, like uh, to point out to New York City Parks and Recreation, maybe we shouldn't have in a children's park a tire swing that has the force equivalent to take down the World Trade Center. I mean, it sounds like this wasn't really a tire swing. It was more of a wrecking ball. Jim Poe, crusader for yeah. safety on I'm playgrounds. I'm the Ralph Nader of tire swings. <laughs> Nephews, uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> uncles will be murdered by these swings. Yeah. So Jim Poke, Amazi and Poke. Now, Jim, say if, if someone's accused of a crime, when should they call an attorney? Um, Pretty much any point yeah. you really should kind of right away kind of right away yeah you and, would you would uh, almost as soon as you get the sense that something bad's about to go down because of your crime right okay so like what if you uh what if, what if if you haven't been caught yet obviously you know mm-hmm. but but like when you get arrested uh you get an opportunity to make a phone call who should they call if they're in new york city should they should they call you they should call me they should call me um they should call they should call any number of the competent criminal defense attorneys but the only one's phone number i'm going to give you is mine well which what is that and that's 516 2 Eight zero nine zero three. I got wait. I, there's no way I'm going to remember that. It's, give it. Give it yeah. to me one more okay. time. Okay. Five one six two eight zero nine zero three five. Oh, two eight zero nine zero three five. You've got it. Two eight zero. Nine zero three five. And that starts with five one six. Five one six. Five one six two eight zero. Nine zero three five. Does that spell anything? Can nope. we shorten nope. that somehow? No, no. Unfortunately, in the United States, phone numbers remain seven letters, seven numbers long, with the three digit area code. No, I was trying to uh, think of some slogans for you because it used to be making justice work for you. Yeah, and we, you decided that was too forceful. Well, I actually have always liked it. My partner didn't, and 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 we hired somebody to redesign our um, web page, and they have something on there now. I don't remember what it is. But it's, it's, uh, it's it helping justice. No, work it's not now? even anymore. Now it's like forceful aggressive advocates or something like that but i, I we forcing still, justice we still make justice work for you bending justice over yeah and uh, un- non-consensually yes means yes it doesn't matter <laughs> we are we are making justice your bitch and and that's uh jim poke mazzy and poke 516-930 one more time 516-280-280-9035 9035 call them when you're in trouble m-a-z-z-e-i-p-o-l-k.com
Mm-hmm. You can find all the contact information you need. Mazzy and Poke online. Now, police officers are a special breed of human, don't yes. you think? Now, if in the dog world, cops would be pit bulls. Pit bulls. I think if hardened see, criminals were dogs... I think they would dogs, be more like the Huskies German Shepherds. See, I disagree. I think I think, I think, think that that might have been true prior to the 20 and out. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Hardened criminals uh, would also be the same breed, and now uh, cops and criminals are not separated by a lot. That doesn't really, seem that just way a anymore. uniform and a badge. Sometimes, across, our first candidate for cop of the year distinguished himself as a police officer when he was decorated with the second highest NYPD uh, honor, the Police Combat Cross. Mm -hmm. Police officer Eugene Donnelly was presented the award June 10th by none other than Mayor de Blasio. Donnelly was only 27. He received the award after arresting an armed criminal who shot at him while he was off-duty in the Bronx. Hours after pretty ballsy. Hey, you know, I mean, uh, it, it takes a lot to do something like that. Absolutely. And, and um, uh, you know, he deserved the award, I'm sure. Hours the the after, following year didn't, or the following few hours didn't well, go as well. Well, you know, well. the way it went was, it was 2012 when he did when that happened, okay? Yeah. And then it was 2014 when he got the award. I don't know why the big gap, but I guess it's like you have to be nominated yeah. or something like that. Now, uh, hours after the mayor hung the cross around his neck at the award ceremony, Donnelly was out celebrating with friends. Later, drunk at a friend's apartment in Woodlawn, he broke into a sleeping woman's apartment who was awakened by the sound of him breaking into the home. She looked up to see him standing next to her bed wearing just a small pair of tight black underwear. And then he punched her 20 or 30 times. <laughs> that is not funny. It's, 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 it's bizarre. Just, it's, it's bizarre. Yeah. And, and you think, well, isn't this so much more egregious than like somebody ac- accidentally dying when you're trying to arrest them? Yeah. Of course, it was Lakers' response. It's like, oh, sounds like she was resisting arrest. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> surprised they didn't try something like that. You know, what the hell? Uh, he, he broke into her home. Yeah. She's doing nothing wrong. She's not even selling Lucy's. No, no. This feels like he got the wrong guy, but you kind of wondered what person he was looking for. Yeah, well, we well, the wrong guy, the wrong, the wrong, the wrong sleeping woman to beat yeah, the shit it, out of. It, it feels like you know, but it's there's no way this is okay because it's like yeah, if the cop breaks in and arrests the wrong person, you get oh, there was a case of mistake. This guy's in his underwear. Yeah, breaks He's in, off duty, drunk. This is the point when I realize I'm in the wrong place, and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm gonna get out of here. Not, I'm just gonna beat you to death. And I think legally he implicates himself here because he tells her, I'm I'm a good guy, but sometimes I'm a bad guy. <laughs> Now, that would be a statement that would be brought up in court, right? To prove that he had intent to do something, quote, bad. Yeah, that's a, that's a certainly uh, motive type thing. Now, what uh, do you think the charges would be here? I think you got to have an assault. Depending on her injuries, probably felony level assault. Um, my guess would be burglary because there's a breaking into the home. There's probably some property damage, like a criminal mischief type situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you might... As I said, depending on the injuries, you might look at a manslaughter or even attempted murder type deal. What do you, what do you got on here? What two is- counts of assault and, and, and two counts of criminal trespass. One count of criminal mischief. The whole thing, I think, carries a year or something like that. I think wow. it's not even like See, uh, here's a the serious thing. assault. This is clearly a burglary. And a burglary, the mandatory minimum on a burglary to see violent felony is three and a half years. Yeah, not even charged, apparently. Yeah, that's that's a cop privilege right there. Yeah, and and you look at this and go, well, okay, look, I mean, uh, whether or not they choose to indict in the Eric yeah. Garner case, this seems uh, like, like you said, you know. This, this is sh- bad. Isn't this the thing that we should be more outraged by? A cop breaking into someone's house and just beating the shit out of them? A decorated police officer? Yeah, this isn't good. 
No, it seems light to me. That's this, right. that's, it, that seems like he got cop privilege. And now another another case uh, that uh, we had in the past year that, that sort of uh, came to a resolution. And I, I have to say, I, I'm kind of happy with the way this turned out. In October of 2012, New York City first met cannibal cop oh, Gilberto Vallee. Now, he apparently enjoyed complex online relationships with perverts mm -hmm. uh, with whom he discussed uh, detailed fantasies of capturing and eating women. Yes. Uh, and in reality, none of this ever happened. But that didn't stop his wife, who, upon finding some of his twisted correspondence, became hysterical, and she alerted authorities that he was plotting to kill and eat women, including herself. Yeah. So. And in fairness to her, Pat, let's let's tell the whole story. He did seem like he was building up to doing something. He had taken down the names of people, even utilizing the police computer to do it. He'd had materials to do it on him. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, she had some reason for concern. I'm in sure my opinion, I, I don't, uh, I don't disagree with you. Mm -hmm. I mean, if she found that and 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 was you know didn't know her husband well, they hadn't been married all that long. Yeah. Um, then, you know, yeah, of course she was. She became hysterical. I'm sure she was very worried. I mean, if they'd been married a while, and you know, she knew he was plotting to kill her. That just goes with the territory. Or she knew that, like, eh, you know, he likes to jerk off, thinking about a souffle mm -hmm. made out of fucking Karen. You know. Yeah. But uh, they cops arrested him, and the authorities confiscated his computer. They poked around. They found a lot of weird shit. Yep. So uh, his face was featured in every story that we. That, and there was a lot of stories about. He had in every kind of a moony face to it. it was he had a, very... a face that looked dark, and it looked particularly. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about his face. With, with with each revelation and each story, uh, he looked more and more like a cannibal. Yeah, you know he looked, more, and of course they do funny things with it in the you know. Like of course, they, oh, he's, uh, you know, yeah. He, I remember when yeah. I remember when the Times did that at O.J. Simpson, there was like a big outcry. The Post has never denied doing it. No one's ever cared. What's that? Like doctoring photos to make people look more sinister. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> like, that's never, the idea. They're they really a are a comic here. book sometimes. Yeah, they you know? are a comic book, and that's. But that's okay, <laughs> isn't it? Isn't that okay to doctor well, a photo I mean, I to make if, it look more sinister? I, mean, I, I don't know. They Photoshop stuff. They put. Of course. They, there's a picture of Cuomo today, like with like uh, terrorist whiskers and shit like that, or something on. You know what yeah. I mean? Like. Well, uh, that's different though than I mean you know than than making OJ Simpson look darker or the two most famous incidents of whether journalists should photoshop something or whether it compromises. I remember where the, the soldier was drugged naked through Somalia. Mm -hmm. I believe the Times put underwear on him. Like they covered up his genitals. They photoshopped that on. And nobody really had a problem with that. And then the other one was when OJ was arrested. Which is, which is everybody should have a problem with that. Do, they, do you think? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Because it's because it, it doesn't really convey the... Uh, it, it just it takes away a little bit of the horror for some well, reason. Well, and I will actually say... I you think about his bare dick being dragged on the fucking pavement. I kind of agree pavement. with you, because my attitude is if you have such a problem with the image, if you don't... If you think it's offensive to run, then don't run it. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of my attitude. You right, know, and, so, and then the other image was... The other image was when O.J. Simpson was arrested, they darkened his face and, like, filled in his eyes. Well, what's wrong with being black? Yeah, that's 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 the idea, but they made him... They gave him almost this like shrouded Unabomber type vibe to him, mm -hmm. and I mean, I'm. What's wrong with being the Unabomber? Well, it's uh, highly illegal, and it's pretty uh, provocative of a way of uh, conveying somebody who at the time was only accused. What's wrong with being provocative? Um, my attitude is though is is that's where you're getting into some journalistic uh, you know integrity. The Post. What I like about the Post is the Post is like, look at journalistic integrity. We have some, but it's really secondary to us. Telling a great story. Well, I think I think that if 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 telling a great story is not your number one priority, then you are compromising your integrity as a journalist. And, and that that's, one that's thing. why you host this show and not Hardball. Let me tell you something. This this show is it has more integrity in its little finger than uh, this show has fingers. By the way, uh, this uh, you know the next thing you know, uh, uh, this guy. 
Gilberto Valet, who looked like a cannibal, he sounded like a cannibal in his online chats. He very much, you know, he was saying shit like, well, let's cook a woman. Yeah. This will be great. I'm going to get an oven. It's going to be this big. We'll put mm-hmm. her in it. We'll put a, you know, she'll die slowly. Mm-hmm. And it seems horrifying at first. I think later you think like, it's pretty ridiculous but at the time next thing you know he's convicted of well, conspiracy the problem, to kidnap yeah, the problem they had with this case is he never really did anything that's true uh, except well no he did do something illegal he did use the nypd database yes to to i guess find victims but he he's, he did it because he was uh, trying to supplement his fantasies he wanted to know more about the you know, yeah but it's illegal that's to illegal. do that of course so he should be convicted of that and and i believe the, he was and he was convicted of that yeah. that was okay so uh, but that, not to jump ahead so yeah. he was convicted in 2013 july of uh convicting of uh, excuse me of plotting to kidnap cook and eat multiple women then in july 2014 manhattan federal judge paul gardep do you know yes. this guy overturned yes. uh, the conviction of the cannibal cop ruling that valet's sick online chats were nothing more than fantasy role-playing but uh, he he sentenced him to time served in the other charge. Uh, that's, that's where you use law enforcement databases to review the files of potential female targets. He was reviewing files. Mm-hmm. The maximum penalty for that, you know this already, one year in prison. He'd already served uh, twenty one months in jail. Yeah, he was he was he out immediately on this decision, mm-hmm. and uh, and and now that he's out, if he can get this other thing thrown out, which he's trying to, because it's. Uh, the 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 charges that he was not authorized he was authorized to use the computer mm-hmm. he may get that thrown out i don't think so he I may really, yeah no they, that's what he's trying to do I, I i looked at the appeal i don't think he will because authorized has a different legal definition than we think of mm-hmm. authorized doesn't just mean you have permission to do it okay authorized means you have permission to do it and you're doing it within the context in which you were given permission to do it oh 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 okay the spirit of the law you mean yeah <laughs> so so he's not doing it in that context i don't think he's i think he's gonna have a tough argument that he was i don't think he's got a tough argument that he was doing that for the purpose of yeah well, legitimate the, police work sure yeah no it doesn't it, i i, I would <laughs> if, if that's the deal then yeah but can he become a lawyer still because that's what he wants to do yes he wants i to saw go to law school. he's gonna have some issuing interesting problems with character and fitness committee because when you become a lawyer you have to submit uh, that you're ethically able to become an attorney um people with dwis have had problems now you slip them a few bucks and then the th- and then you get the thing. Well, the joke of it is, it's not even that difficult. I mean, most of these interviewers are like friends of the people who want to hire you. Ah. That's what's happened to me. I mean, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, was, That's how you skated by? Well, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, uh, the winner far and away in the New York City Crime Report uh, group of the 2014 New York City Crime Award Cop of the Year, bad detective himself, Eric Reynolds. Oh. Uh, in New York City this uh, is a personal one for he's us he's an NYPD detective uh, Eric Reynolds yeah he has a history on this show he's yes, he uh, one does. of our very first guests and one of our more popular I mean of course yeah, yeah. you mean uh, you know second only in popularity to me to, to uh, oh well yeah no <laughs> <laughs> Joe Zito perhaps uh, yeah yeah Joe but, might have uh, been you know, uh, Eric Reynolds uh, had an important oh, role by the way you had Jimmy Fallon my favorite back on uh, yeah always good to see Fallon uh, I don't think he likes me anymore but why is that I don't know I haven't talked to him in a while well, <laughs> he's snubbing me. Once he here's the thing about Fela. Once, uh, once you know the the snakes in a cab uh, fame yeah. took off. You, know, you, you just couldn't get him on the damn phone anymore. No, he suddenly became big. But no, I didn't even get an invite to the uh, last Labor Day. I don't think. 
Well, uh, we'll see what we can do about that. Yeah, we I'm, need I'm to, hurt. We need to get the band back together. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, Eric Arnold's had an important role in the legendary case of the Central Park jogger. As you know, he arrested Raymond Santana and Steve Lopez. Uh, uh, now, Raymond Santana was, was uh, one of the so-called Central Park Five. And this was back in 1989. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that, that you know it was a big story. You can find mm-hmm. a lot of stuff about Eric and, and and how the case went down. The books have been written about this. A, you know, a 41 million dollar suit paid this year. Now a retired NYPD detective Eric Reynolds found himself in the headlines once again in 2014. Ex cop was lamb lambasted by the New York Post, uh, where it was reported that after spending nearly six hours drinking in an East Village gay bar, Detective Reynolds went into the men's room to puke. Now, according to Reynolds, he put his Colt 38 on the sink basin for some reason before going into the stall. When he stumbled out of the bathroom, he left the gun behind. By the time he realized he left his gun, he he came back to the Phoenix bar on East 13th Street. The gun was gone. Now, uh, is that how it went down? Well... You know, I, I guess a lot of things happen in the bathroom of a gay bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, lots of things. Like sex, you mean. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure you necessarily need to put your gun that probably is in a belt holster down to throw up. Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> there are other reasons you may need to take your belt holster off. Like if you were pulling your pants down. You that would be a good would. one. Yeah. I might have gone with I was taking a shit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> personally, I have another theory. I, do th- you? I think that it's possible now. Yeah. You know, and this is, the, this is speculating. I don't want to be in any legal trouble. Am I in any legal trouble here for speculating? No, speculation on, what... on a newsworthy story is not going to get us in any legal trouble. Okay. Believe me, Pat. I don't, well, I don't, you, I don't care about right it. It's, it's me that I'm yeah. worried about. Now, is it possible that he traded the gun for sex? I suppose it's possible. Do you think that maybe somebody's like, look, uh, yeah, sure, but like, you know, I want the gun. And then, like, uh, and then they got his gun. Is that possible? It's possible. I don't think it's likely, though. Why? Oh, and Reynolds is a moneyed guy. He's got the police pension. He owns properties. He doesn't need to go trading guns for sex. Well, he can afford another gun. He's sure he can afford another gun, but he's got to know also, wasn't this his police gun? Wasn't this the one he left with? Colt 38. I don't know. I thought Six that was... shooter? Yeah, I think this is the one he left with or something. I remember reading that in one of the numerous stories. So this has sentimental value to it. Not him, only would it have sentimental value, NYPD might notice if this one... You know, he would have to he would have to notify NYPD. He would have to deregister the gun. I mean, what happens in a case like this? Do you get called back? Do you get called in by a retired uh, supervisor of some sort? I mean, like, oh, you're a disgrace <laughs> to the no longer on the force. Well, I mean, think about this though. You have a registered 38. It's got a serial number, everything like that. Mm-hmm. Say this guy that you traded it for a blowjob for uses it to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Which he that's undoubtedly coming back to will. you. Oh, okay. Reynolds is smart enough to know that. Well, we would have thought. I look. I, I, <laughs> I wouldn't. I again. I. I don't want to speculate uh, too much. I don't want to get any sort of trouble. But uh, yeah, I, I think I, I'm, sure he, I'm sure. I'm sure you left his. Laid it down and, and walked off. I, it's all of these are viable scenarios. But I really took up for him. He came on the show and I said, you know what? It happens. No yeah, big deal. Stupid thing. It's just, just come out. It's okay. It, <laughs> every once in a while. You uh, you're straight and you drink in a gay bar for six hours and and you just <laughs> ah, oops leave your gun there. It's the one you know? place I feel so comfortable getting so drunk I don't know what's going on. But then the cowboy outfit looks ridiculous with the with the just the empty holster. Yeah, you, yeah, know? you know what I mean. What can you say? Like your ridiculous uh, chaps, you know. I also have never been in a gay bar where I felt was dangerous enough to need a gun. 
you never know when you might have to shoot your way out. or you know you have to shoot a glory <laughs> hole into the stall if there isn't one already. <laughs> uh, Reynolds also suffered uh, this year the indignity of seeing Santana who he arrested in the case of the Central Park Jogger like I mentioned he was awarded millions of dollars in a settlement with the city the 41 million dollar settlement was uh, way more than city lawyers recommended uh, they only they said 15 million or trial they felt it would be winnable yeah, I love I love the law department now says something will be winnable. Those cowards haven't tried a case in 20 years. They're notorious for doing everything they can to avoid trial. De Blasio pays out and they're like, oh, we could have won a trial. I'm like, you guys couldn't even find the courtroom. <laughs> well, they wanted to give them 15. They said, top it out at 15. Yeah, I mean. Do you think that these guys would have settled for 15 million? Yes, I do. Yeah. I would have recommended they settle for 15 million. Yeah. I really would have. I, I mean, you know. It's it's an emotionally charged case. Uh-huh. They there were confessions. There might have even been enough to have won this case. But then there was twenty six million dollars they'd be missing out on. Yeah, I mean, but it's it's yeah, but you know, now you're just being greedy. I'm right. not. I'm not. Like you said, if the city called me and said we want to settle with you for forty one million, yeah, done. I can't blame Santana for that one. And he did suffer. He was in jail for a long time, and now most people think wrongfully. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know from personally talking to Reynolds that, that it was frustrating for him because, you know, like uh, he, he feels that these guys are guilty and, and that they're guilty of, uh, of, of some stuff, even if they if it wasn't their ejaculate or whatever that was that was found. But uh, and, and that de Blasio did settle for a lot of money for political reasons. Absolutely. Yeah. And look, at, I love how people are suddenly surprised that Bill de Blasio is this like raging liberal who coddles up to the anti-police type. You know, I mean, oh, I don't know what he always claimed to be and the people who put him in office. Mm, yes. I mean, yeah. it's, it's such a surprise. And as for Eric... And, 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 and well, you know, seriously, it is a commentary on, on how cynical of a, of a city and in a world we're living in when a guy actually does what he says he's going to do when yeah. he gets in office and you're like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, we didn't really expect that. Well, I mean, you could have just... You know, we thought you were just saying that shit. Like everybody else does, yeah. You know, 41 million. But and he, as for Eric... But he is on the... Uh, you know, here, here's one thing he has not done. He hasn't got rid of those damn uh, carriages. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 those damn a, horses. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's the issue that he that he that he has uh, not converted on. And Eric, calm down, buddy. You don't have to pay a dime of the forty-one million. Yeah, you, you, you're twenty and out. You're, you're fine, buddy. In all the stories, he's very upset, and we, we, we wish him best. And congratulations on being two thousand fourteen yeah. New York City Crime Big Report award. Cop of the Year. Uh, we'll uh, you know keep you abreast of um, all, all, all everything that happens in New York City. I, I can't wait to get back to covering crimes that are happening now. <sighs> There will be some of those in, uh, in in next week's show, which is coming up very soon. And hey, Jim, once again, give me that phone number. It's uh, 516-280-9035. You got it. That's Mazzy and Polk, and they will they here's what they're gonna do with justice. They're they're going to utterly buttfuck justice and deliver it to you on a silver platter. Guaranteed or your money back, right, Jim? No. You're, you're in danger. <laughs> Edit that. <laughs> uh, if you're curious about how to get a shirt, by the way, uh, with the New York City Crime Report logo on it, all you got to do is go to my website, Pat Dixon NYC, and then you go to shirts, and then you can make a donation of $25 if you're in the continental Satisfaction US. guaranteed or your money back. That's right. That's right. If you are for some reason dissatisfied, Jim will refund <laughs> your money. He'll buy that shirt, uh, and you can also get one if you live overseas. Costs a little more in postage. Uh, you know, 40 
if you're in regular Europe, if you're in Australia, Europe, then, uh, you know, it's going to be... Pat has, Pat has discovered a lot about international shipping <laughs> from selling these shirts. He's, he's really learned the, uh, the, the high price of that. Here's the thing. I hate going to the post office, but I'll do it for you. Yeah. Or and not have, only that... I'll when... have my intern do it, you know. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, if you'd like to have one of those, they're very cool and, and, and very... Uh, and they fit really well. It's the Toltec shirt. Uh, everybody who gets one loves it. Uh, I hope you... I hope you uh, and, and here's the other thing. If you, if you want to become a patron of the show... There's something called Patreon, and and I want to say thanks to those who who have jumped on so quickly and adapted to be patrons of the show. Uh, you know, there's extra content coming for them always, and and uh, you know, thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate it. I, I hope to uh, keep making that worth it for you. And and um, all you do is is you you contribute a certain amount of uh, say money. You know, it could be Bitcoin. And uh, and and for every podcast we upload, which is Jesus Christ, we don't post. I never post more than one a, one a week is max. No, and realistically, I mean, you know, Pat doesn't make any money for this other than what you give him. Well, the it, only person advertising on it is me. <laughs> it's a dollar, a show. and we like to keep it that way. I, thank you, Jim. I, I appreciate you know, that. That's, that's, a, very, that's a very nice thing for you to say. No, it's yeah. very true. I mean, honestly, it's it's if you really enjoy it, it's a good hours enjoyment most weeks. A little less, a little more sometimes, yeah, but uh, yeah. sometimes you know. But if you really enjoy it, and you, you should buy a T-shirt, and you should donate. I mean, even if a dollar a show. Yeah, a pledge, a dollar show that makes you that makes you uh, sort of a VIP, and that's what. You, by the way. I, this is never going to work because nobody's listening at this point. Anyway, they've all turned off the show. There's no re- why would nobody is listening at this point. But the show, uh, I, I, I still have things I anymore. have to say. I really don't think you can say that anymore because after we did the live show, I think a lot of people listened a lot longer than I expected. <laughs> at the live show, people no. didn't get up and leave. No, in no, no. My point is, is they tell me they listen to the end, the and, and they all had show. the t-shirts on. I was quite impressed. It was so cool to see the people who yeah. came out for the live show. Thank you so much uh, for making it once again. You know, as I mentioned uh, last week, and we'll we, we'll have other live shows coming up. Now, here's the other thing. Speaking of live shows, come to Caroline's. Uh, I can't believe it. You know, it's my regular Monday gig at 7.30, Desperation Tonight with Pat Dixon. Desperation Tonight. Think about the name, okay? And and, and this is the show you have. Music, you have a variety of, of, of comedians. You have everybody. It's like we've had, you know, we had uh, Judah Friedlander do the show. He's easy. We have, uh, you know, like a Daryl Hammond, you know, Another the TV longest star. running uh, uh, Saturday Night Live, uh, you know, regular uh, or cast member, rather, Daryl Hammond. Jim Gaffigan showed up to do the show. We have that kind of talent. These guys we'll, have been we'll in just, like Oscar winning movies. They'll rock Emmy in winning shows. They'll rock in and do the show. And uh, and then and then and you know like Tom Rhodes and and, and other funny Carmen Lynch. Uh, just a, a wide variety of, of very funny local New York talent. Uh, you know like a like a Sam Morrow or a Joe List or a Mark mm-hmm. Norman. You know they're all there. They all come and do shows. They You've all, even been on TV, Pat. I mean, I've uh, been on TV. Yeah. And, and yeah, so. Uh, so and then and then there's new talent as well. So you have you're not just bored by the constant like wow every comic is great. Every once in a while there's somebody you know, they're not that great. <laughs> it gives it that American Idol vibe. And then you get to see my uh, responsibility as a host yes. to like bring everybody back and say oh it's okay. So uh, really it's 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 desperation at its best. Yes, and that is the thing. You will be there on the 26th. Yeah, if you're a crime report fan, you want to meet me, come on down. Come on down. If you I'll have, have cards, I'll have. I'll be wearing the T-shirt. You'll be. Oh, you're gonna wear the T-shirt. I'm gonna wear the T-shirt. You know what? <laughs> you wear that T-shirt. We're gonna find a way to get you in free. 
Yeah. Uh, well. So everybody come in and, uh, and and see that show, Desperation's Night, and that next week uh, will be uh, the 26th. And, and, well, you know, I can tell you, uh, Shane Morrison's going to close. He's always closed the show. He's like, okay. uh, Shane Morrison's great. He's a, he's a bouncer slash comedian. So oh, he's, boy. he's really good at clearing the room. <laughs> and that's why we have him go last. Uh, it's going to be great. Also, last Tuesday, that's the 27th, the very next day. That's at the Stand Comedy Club. I can't emphasize this enough. Write me for tickets to see last Tuesday and Desperation Tonight. Now, I'm not putting this out there on, on the social media. I don't want people coming across this and going, oh, that's what I have to do to get in for free. Yeah, yeah. You have to hear it here. This is crime report only, And just people. trust me that, like, you get to do it. I feel you like just, we should give them a code word, Pat, so that we know they listened. No, that... They'll, they'll know. I'll know because they're going to write me. Yeah. They I guess that is true. Me. That is the code word. You write me and say, I heard you on the show uh, talking about this. Uh, so how, what do I do? Pat Dixon NYC at Gmail. Pat Dixon NYC at Gmail.com. And, and then we'll work something out. That's going to go on for a little longer. I don't know how much longer. For patrons, it's always going to be there. And uh, But if you want to see shows, you live in New York City, Pat Dixon NYC at gmail.com. Desperation tonight on Mondays. Last Tuesday. That's the last Tuesday of every month. Now everybody is definitely gone. Now my website is Pat Dixon NYC. And, and go there. That's how you can see what other shows you can see me at. See me at Broadway Comedy Club, Dangerfields, Comic Strip, wherever. Stand Up New York, The Stand. I'm all over the city. I perform at different places. The Creek and the Cave. I play the piano late at night. <laughs> I'm a weirdo. But uh, it's, it's so uh, nice to have you listen to the show. Much appreciated. Jim, thanks for being here. Always a pleasure. And thank you for listening to New York City Grove.